Diderio's Humidipack keeps your instrument between 45 and 55% relative humidity when sealed in a hard case. Humidipack is available in maintain and restore kits for both routine and emergency humidification. Siren Studio in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm with Trey Hensley, whom you just heard. He and Trey Hensley and Rob Ikes had this amazing duo. Trey, big fan. So glad you're here today. Hey, man. I'm a big fan of yours, too. Thanks, oh, for, thanks, for, uh, thanks for chatting with me. This is, this is fun. Hey, let's start with this. <laughs> Tell me about this guitar. Uh, so this is a, uh, a guitar built by uh, Preston Thompson Guitars out in Oregon, and it has a... Uh, Gene Parsons B-Bender in it, which wow. is what you want for an acoustic guitar. You're yeah. right, you right. Know, you gotta, <laughs> gotta have that. Uh, but I really love this guitar. It's a, um, I guess it's an early prototype of a model they were going to do with Gene. And um, yeah, it has all the, you know, standard B-Bender stuff in it. So they built the guitar first and then Gene put the bender they in it? They did. It has like eight ounces of, of mechanical things in here. It wow. looks massive. Yeah, it's you know like we were talking. It's like building a ship or build in in a bottle, <laughs> right. and uh, but it's really cool, man, and it works great. And I've used it on a bunch of sessions, and but it does the. That's the thing. You know? That's so great. I bet that turns some heads when you're in a bluegrass <laughs> yeah. jam. Yeah, at the first session I did, uh, it, it, you know, the guy came in and, and looked around for whatever it was, you know, because it, it's, yeah. it's doesn't it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah, yeah. right. So, right, uh, right. It's yeah, it's definitely uh, it's it's probably gotten me a few <laughs> a few sessions. And, yeah, uh, got me thrown out of zero yet, so, <laughs> so far i started to say the day is still early you know but yeah this is a really cool guitar i like this one quite a bit you know that's great so uh standard kind of uh dreadnoughty martin yeah sort it's of. uh it's their dma model so it's uh, i think this one's sinker mahogany and oh, really? uh addy top wow. so it's uh yeah it's really cool i mean built to the traditional D18 yeah, specs, you know. Specs. Wow, uh, that's fabulous. Yeah, man, I like it a lot. It's uh, okay. That's a cool start, but you've got a lot of <laughs> other ones to go through. Yeah. I want to. I want to see where this is going. 
It starts here. Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> I'll go to my favorite guitar. Oh, um, good. This is my 54D28. Woo! Um, I've had this one ah, probably 20 years now. I got it when I was a kid. God. And uh, I think I'm the third owner of it. Wow. Um, it, uh, it's kind of been in East Tennessee its whole life. And um, the first owner had it and played it until probably early 2000s. Yeah. And uh, so it's been really beat up. Actually, he wore the neck down up here where it's, it's the neck is really odd. It's real skinny and then it gets super fat <laughs> right at the fifth fret where that guy spent know, a lot of time that's right, right down you know, there. There is no money past the fifth fret <laughs> and this guy proved it, you know. But yeah. it's. Uh, the whole big boomy yeah. D28 thing in them. And I use this on a lot of uh, a lot of sessions, actually most recording sessions that I do, I bring this guitar. Oh, I bet. And uh, most of my guitars have the LR bags pickups in them. Mm. And uh, so this one's got the Lyric, but this guitar does not want to be <laughs> plugged in at all. It just fights back. It's got some cool overtones that work well, Yeah. you know, acoustically, but um, Sometimes that doesn't you know, that's, translate. That's like we were saying. The biggest adjustment for an acoustic player is plugging those things. Because some of them yeah. just, it's never quite there. <laughs> and some of them do it way better than others. Yeah, I mean, I love the back stuff. And I think it gets really, really, really close to the guitar yeah. tone. And I think this one, is, it's a lot, of, a lot of overtones. It's Brazilian rosewood back and sides. Wow. Um, I have no clue what the top is. So it, anybody's guess is as good as mine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is my favorite guitar. Wow. Okay, that's so, that's great. Start secondly with that one. Okay. Um, good. I'll go to the next weirdest one I have. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, I got this at Fanny's. Oh really? <laughs> I was uh, driving down the road and they had a uh, they had an even weirder harmony in the window. It's the <laughs> one that had the like silver uh, almost diner. Yeah, metal, sure. You know, on the sure. side. And I, I went in and they had this one there and uh, I, I immediately bought it because it's the possibly the ugliest guitar I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. But I love it, you know. And I uh, actually did a run of shows with Taj Mahal. And oh, we, really? We played at the, uh, uh, where did, uh, somewhere in Nashville. We just played a couple months ago and he requested that I play this guitar. So I've this has become my Taj Mahal guitar, but it sounds great, man. It's like, like, bring that ugly guitar. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been somebody's really not liked this guitar. It's, yeah. you know, cracked. God, look and, at that bridge. Yeah, it's like, could they put an uglier bridge yeah, on it? Yeah, and that's And more pit guard, you know. Right. It's got, but it sounds great, you know. It's, it, uh, it's kind of got like an arch top sort of J200. I mean, it is jumbo body. Yeah. So it's got that sort of... this thing man God, i did rob great. and i did a uh, a whole record of cowboy songs a couple of months back and i used this guitar Perfect. on every song you know oh really no what, it records what, really you, well any idea what year it is i think 65 
It's a Harmony Sovereign um, 1265 Deluxe. Wow. So that had to have a name long enough to match the <laughs> super ugly pick arm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it. Uh, I don't know anything about if it's maple, if it's, I think it's all solid wood. I think it was made in Chicago. And yeah. I think they only made these from 65 to 67 from what mm. I can gather. And, um, but what I a, really like it, man. It's, uh, it's the guitar that shouldn't be, but yeah. it, uh, well, Rob, you know, what's going to happen cool. now after this rig rundown, you're not gonna be able to find these anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure like, that's the case. People are like, Oh God, I got to find one of those. It's funny. Cause I have a friend, uh, that plays some with Elvis Costello. And I think they said that was his first guitar. Really? And so when he goes out on the road, he looks for those guitars, yeah. you know. Good luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is probably one of my other favorites. Uh, this is a, a Wayne Henderson guitar. Oh, wow. um, Wayne's a great builder in uh, North Carolina and actually Virginia. But um, he's... Uh, this is number 610, so I think he's in the 900s now that oh, he's wow. built. But uh, there's a great book called Clapton's Guitar um, that's all about Wayne and kind of his uh, lore. of. You know, he built a couple guitars for Clapton, and, and there's notoriously a 10-year wait list for his guitars, you know, that people wow. kind of wait, and even though there's no list, and it's probably decades long at this point, you know. Yeah. But I got this guitar in... Um, I think 2015. Are, and you, are you just, the first owner of it? Or yeah, what? I am. This okay. is a, it's a, he built, it for, built it for me, uh, D18 specs, you know, uh, mahogany back and sides. Looks like a couple noble battle scars. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, so I got this guitar and, uh, and they're super rare. And as soon as I got it, I, I was really paranoid to take it out and I didn't want to put a pickup in it. Yeah. And so I, saw Wayne out on the road somewhere and he kind of gave me grief about it. And he was like, Hey, you know, why, why aren't you playing that guitar? And I saw him afraid to put a pickup in it, you know? And, and uh, and so I bit the bullet, put a pickup in it. Yeah. And the first night that I took it out, it wasn't on the strap button good and it fell and hit concrete floor. And uh, <laughs> this was the only guitar I had with me that night. And this piece here split and it was sticking straight up at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> and uh, luckily it was still in tune. Yeah. And I played a whole set with the guitar with a big piece of it sticking straight yeah. out. And, uh, and I called uh, the guy that works on my guitars, John Arnold. And, uh, and I told him what happened. And, and he said, well, did it stay in tune? And yeah, it's, it stayed in tune. And he said, well, it you know, probably didn't do anything other than put that big splinter in the top. And so yeah. he fixed it up. You know, it looks great. But you know, it sounded real. It sounded really good before I dropped it, but yeah. it sounded a, about a million times better after Man, I dropped it. it. So yeah, that's, the moral of the story is drop your guitar. Yeah. You know? Well, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of got that, you know, pretty you know, sought after D18. Yeah. Yeah, I love this thing, man. And so I've uh, I played it a lot. Oh since, yeah, <laughs> since so, I dropped it. <laughs> before I forget, talk about your strings and your pick. Yeah, um, 
So the strings I use on every guitar are uh, D'Addario nickel bronze, uh, medium gauge, so 13 to 56. Yeah. And um, I love those. And then I use blue chip picks. Um, this one's got holes drilled in it, but most of them I use are just these TAD yeah. 60 kind of giant picks. But Yeah, they are giant. I started using those um, when that guy started. Uh, blue chip, he just you know, made a couple picks and he brought them to the Bluegrass Festival. Yeah. And he gave me one in uh, probably 2005 and I've still got that pick. And actually I just broke it <laughs> like two or three months ago. It's like and, an everlasting uh, gobstopper. It, it really is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're great picks. And um, so, so he, yeah. he hooked you with the he freebie. Did. He did, you know, and I've, <laughs> I've been buying them ever since, you know. Yeah. No, he's great, man. Uh, yeah, let's see. And then another cool one is this uh, this guitar made by a pre-war company uh, out in North Carolina. Sure. That it's, you know, another copy of a D18. But I used this on a bunch of tracks with Taj. And oh, I yeah. Had Taj sign it because uh, this became the Taj Mahal guitar. Yeah, that's cool. But it sounds great. It does the You know, it's amazing. Thing. Pre war, they really do look pre war. Like they the do, finish, and they sound pre war. I mean, the that's. The finish and the whole deal is just. Yeah, it's uh, it's really reason. great, you know. Mahogany back and sides. I put my name on the back because <laughs> <laughs> if, if this didn't give it away, then yeah. this will. <laughs> I uh, when I was a kid, I played with Earl Scruggs a couple times, uh -huh. and his uh, on a couple of his banjos and on his old Martin guitar, he had written his name yeah. on the back of it, and so that stuck with me. I was uh, bored on the road. Oh, that's great. So. That's great. Uh, Probably the only oddball acoustic I have that I just got is this one, uh, just an Elvis Dove. Oh, love which it. sounds great, man. It's uh, I wasn't planning on flat picking on this thing, but I've already used it for some sessions, and it. And it's got maple back and sides, so. Rob and I just did a record of uh, mostly country songs that'll be out that we we wrote, and I used uh, our producer's J two hundred, which Maple Back and Sides. Sure. And so I had to have a uh, Maple Back and Sides guitar, and uh, landed on this one just for kind of that you know yeah. sure. strummy thing. But you know I like flat picking on it, so it's been that's been fun. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my quick run to the the acoustics except for my main one You're, that, okay uh, let's get to that and then get into your uh pedal board yeah guys. man let's do that after i hit all my guitars you know it's it's really fun sitting next to your standing next to you and hearing all these different ones like right in the room and you can god you can hear such a difference in yeah because you know you look at them like oh yeah it's like you know basically a d18 <laughs> yeah. but sound is totally yeah different. you know acoustic guitars um yeah. there's just so many little things that can make them different, you know. And yeah. So uh, this one's been my main guitar for, um, for I guess, about a year now. I, I've only had it for a year, but it's just a standard D41 uh, that that Martin. They're just building such great guitars, you know. No, and what, always have. But what's the difference between the the 41 and the 45? Um, that you know, I think I, I, I think it's just the inlay on the neck block. And this one doesn't have inlay on the back. Okay. But nobody sees the back. Yeah. So 
I'm not, I wasn't planning on yeah. flipping it over anytime. Yeah. So D41 works for me, but it's really great guitar. You know? It's great. Killer. Indian rosewood back and sides, and I mean, just you know, off the rack guitar. But I love it. You know, it's it. Uh, do you when you're setting up your acoustics? Do you have the action kind of lowish? I mean, like, because that to me that's a, that's a compromise. Because they sound to me acoustics sound better with the action up a bit. Yeah, but I can't play them. Well, it's funny. This one has quite a bit lower setup, but it, it's just straight from the factory. I haven't had um, anybody work on it. But with mediums, it doesn't buzz. You know. Yeah. And so they've got it set up to where yeah. it's pretty nice. But some of my guitars, like the uh, the old 54 and uh, that Henderson especially, I have the action really high. Really? And it's just, you got to have it, you know. It, yeah, uh, it's where the tone it's is. It's the bluegrass thing. Yeah. If, if you want that sound, it has to be medium gauge strings, and, you know, yeah. or at least for in my experience, you gotta it's, work it's hard it. to get around it, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because at that point, it really is just the instrument's going to do. Yeah, I mean, this one really works well, and I can, you know, still bend with you know, 13. And it doesn't, you know, it, the action's set up pretty nice to where yeah. it, it doesn't kind of uh, buzz out or anything. Sure. So it's, it's great, you know. Well, hey, let's plug this in because I want to talk yeah. about your, You've got a. We'll go through your electric rig later, but I want to I want to talk a little bit about when you're playing live at a show, what you run it through. Yeah, man, for sure. Okay, Trey. So now you're plugged in. This is like your rig you take to a gig. Yeah. Pedal board and a Fishman amp. Uh, yeah. So I've I've got the Fishman Loudbox amp. Um, you know, uh, um, when did we? God, somebody else did a rig rundown. Tom Bresh. Oh yeah. One. Yeah. They're great, man. And, you yeah. know, it sounds really natural and. Yeah. Um, most of the time, I just go straight from the DI on the voice print, but I've got this Anthem SL bags, LR bags pickup that sounds really great, and then I run to run a bunch of stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk. Okay, so the first thing you run into is the yeah, just the D'Addario tuner. tuner. You know, pretty and, pretty boring, uh, um, but okay. it works great and it uh, is easy to see and all that yeah. good stuff. Then I go to the uh, straight into this Electro Harmonics. Uh, I think it's a mini Qtron yeah. pedal, but okay, it, let's, it, it does let's the. Hear that. Boy, that'll it does that, you know. That'll piss off the bluegrass guys. <laughs> yeah, I start saying bluegrass festivals love that pedal. Yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of a requirement now if yeah, you're going to play like, bluegrass. What the hell? Yeah. It's great, man. I love it. I used to use the micro Qtron, which is a bigger one. It only yeah. has three knobs, but for some reason, the mini one has four knobs. Yeah. But it's smaller, and that's the whole reason I use that one. Yeah. But I bought it for my acoustic board, I mean my electric board, and then when I started plugging in my acoustic, I yeah. just started bringing one pedal at a time. Right. And that one sounded great. It's you know? like an instant it does Jerry, the Garcia. Jerry Garcia thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. a big Dead fan, so perfect. Uh, next up is this Boss Chorus Wazacraft thing. Yeah, um, we did a show with, uh, or a whole 
run of shows at Taj Mahal. Uh -huh. And, you know, his sound is uh, a lot of that chorus, yeah. you know. But I started using it, you know, and I, and I actually bring the depth. I, I kind of use that for the Taj thing where it's right in the middle. Right. And then for uh, mine and Rob's thing, I'll usually put it more like a oh, B3. Yeah. So that you know, does that thing, um, and then I kind of skip up, <laughs> sure, to the uh, the other bluegrass classic, the Boss Heavy Metal. Yeah, oh know. yeah. I think Doc Watson <laughs> that's himself. That's right. Used to... Bill Monroe came yeah. out with that pedal. You <laughs> yeah. know. But um, yeah, I don't know if the amp's probably not going to like this, but uh, oh, let's try it. Gotta have it, you know. Gotta have, Gotta have it. Have it. Uh, <laughs> I bought it, you know, because it sounds like garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but it actually, you know, it works great. It's a this. great sound, Mike. <laughs> I bought it because it sounds like garbage. <laughs> and, it, and it does. It does sound like garbage on the electric, but it's one of the few, like distortion pedals that I can use on my acoustic that doesn't immediately feed back and yeah. how like I can turn it on you know and it kind of does but yeah. as long as I start playing yeah. pretty soon yeah you and a lot of times the that's right yeah. you know and I, a lot of times I'll use it with the wah you know kind of do that sort of thing yeah the next one is the uh, Digitech whammy ricochet sure. yeah another bluegrass yeah. Pocket, you know? yeah so it does But I bought it, you know, the Ricky Sky yeah, thing. Yeah. But it kind of does more of a, you know, violin, electric, piano sort of thing. But I use it for laser noises a lot, you know, so. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. If you got to... Yeah. Heavy metal and a That's great. Futuron, you got to do that. You know, it's funny. Most players, particularly, you know, in acoustic music, they use pedals like in the most subtle way, <laughs> you know? If you're going to have them, you yeah. know, make noise with them. Yeah, there's nothing subtle about <laughs> the way you're using these. That's yeah, great. I mean, like this, I kind of think of it as like this half over here are pretty much non-essential. Yeah. Just noise. And then, you know, the other, the main things are the... The Grace and the LR bag yeah. noise print. And okay, then, so where do we go from there? And then I'm using the reverb on this uh, Earthquaker Ghost device. Yeah. Sounds great, you know. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm trying to get it kind of subtle, you know. But um, so that's all looped through the uh, Alex, the Grace Design Alex okay. uh, DI pedal, which is great. And then uh, really, I've got two DI pedals on my board. Yeah. Um, Mainly Strange because, choice. yeah, you know, <laughs> I really just like the way the guitar sounds through this Grace design. Yeah. And so I use it for um, some EQ and mainly a boost. Yeah. And it just, it sounds better going through it, you know. Yeah. It, uh, 
it's I'm bypassing it as a DI, but uh, the signal just sounds better. And then the last thing is the uh, voice print, which is kind of like if I can only take one pedal. Sure. It's going to be that, you know. And that one, do you have it specifically set for each? I do, yeah. It's uh, it's set up for each guitar. Well, that's and, a great uh, way to do it, man. It's nice. I love it, you know, and I love the pickup. I've been using this LR Bags pickup forever, and it sounds great, but then, you know, I plug it in that, and it just kind of, you know, softens the edges of the sure. that really yeah. pickup-y sounding, you know. Yeah, and it's even like, God, even if it's like a, 10% improvement that 10%. it's an improvement and you know acoustic instruments oh, 10% yeah. <laughs> it goes a long way oh, yeah. so I love that thing um and if I have to you know if I just had to get rid of everything that grace design and that voice print would would be what I would stick with but I like making noise so yeah sure I, I take it off you know yeah that's great okay that's the acoustic rig let's talk about your electric sweet sounds good Okay, now we're in electric land that looks like a 60, 59, 60 less fall. Yeah, it's a uh, 58 reissue. Wow. Um, it looks like Greg Martin's. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it does all the less fall things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've got, I got this guitar, uh, I guess, in 2008, and I've, uh, I've used it any, about almost any time I play electric guitar, I've got this one. Um, but it sounds really, really good. It's the stock pickups, whatever, yeah. whatever came in it, you know. It does does the whole God, that's great. Do you find it's much of a adjustment in your head switching from acoustics to electric? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I use uh tens on all my electrics yeah so going from 13s to 10s right uh, it takes a minute to not yeah. rip the neck off right you know? but i it just even the touch is so different you know it's almost like two different yeah instruments you know um but even though it's the same you know basically the same and but i play obviously differently yeah on electric so uh yeah it's a, it's a big adjustment um you know i i play a lot of tellies and but this one's kind of like the first thing i go to yeah you know, it, it remotely shaped like an acoustic guitar. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know just smaller shrunk down but yeah. uh i love this guitar a lot and i like the neck on it it's uh it feels like an acoustic guitar neck to me and it's, huh. it's uh, a little wider nut width and the neck's huge you know the 58 sort of ball bat thing oh yeah um, but yeah it's a great guitar man it's totally stock 58 reissue that yeah, I'm, I bought, I've got it new, and you know, put all the scratches on it myself. Yeah, high doing, mileage. Doing random things with it, but yeah, yeah it's a great. cool guitar. Okay, perfect. Let's see the next one. Yeah, next one up is the uh, the old B Bender. Oh, good. Back to that that madness. <laughs> yeah, gotta have a B Bender electric. <laughs> <laughs> 
This one uh, is a Gene Parsons oh, telly. That's so cool. So he's making guitars. Yeah. Check out the middleman. String bender uh, musical instruments. I don't know what the pickups are in this one either, but. It's um, so telecaster. Does the, does the telly thing, and it's you know the neck pickup. Like I said, I don't know what the pickups are, but they sound really good. God, that's it, great. It, you know, it's interesting. His design, instead of the the wheel, it's it's in like that. It's it is a different, you know, a, um, recently, I think. and I think. I think all the back stuff's kind of the same. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the first, this is the first oh. one of these prototype things that they built. It's almost, that Bender's more like when Fender made their line with Bender's. Yeah, kind of that and I think Gene put in. those in. Yeah. Um, so it must be a new kind of design, you know? But uh, this thing's great, you know? Yeah. It, uh, it's kind of a, other than, this, than the Bender, it's just a, just a no frills telly. telly, you know. I like that it's got his face on it. <laughs> no, if you're going to build a guitar, oh, yeah. put your face on it. Yeah, the stash, the whole deal, the <laughs> yeah. hat. Never seen him without the hat. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> the hat so, and the stash. Yeah, he, they're, they're building cool stuff, you know. That's great. And then uh, my most recent uh, electric guitar is this uh, Burley Telecaster made... Uh, Made by Burley Guitars, I think in Texas. But uh, man, this thing's killer. It. Uh... Oh, that's great. Now, right now you're running into your Princeton, right? Uh, yeah, sure am. And and that's just uh, just treble and bass, and you're running them both around five inch. Yeah, yeah, I run that around five. I've got it uh, volume around three, yeah. just to not yeah <laughs> not rip any heads off, and it's still kind of loud. Yeah, uh, verbs around three. Uh, but I love that amp. You know, it's just silver face Princeton. Oh, that's great. Um, and uh, yeah, this guitar I think's got Rocket Fire huh. pickups, '60s pickups in it. Um, the neck is basically the same as my Les Paul. Like it's oh, really? really huge, you know. And big frets. And yeah, big frets. God. So it's kind of Les Paul-ish. It's loud. Great. <laughs> it sounds sounds yeah. great, you know. Yeah, very alive. Okay. Yeah. And then take us through this pedal board. Sweet. Um, so first, you know, I kind of preface it by saying I don't know what I'm doing. So I just I put this together, you know, just having no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so I go straight into this, this wah pedal uh, that I've had forever. And I think it's a Zach Wild. Oh, really? Yeah. Pedal. Okay. Sure. You know, 
Yeah, is that great? It goes wah. Goes wah. Goes straight into the the tuner. Sure. Because you want that after the wah. Sure. You know? um, <laughs> and uh, goes into another wah. That, oh yeah, you're, you're, So the larger Q uh, electro Qtron that only has three knobs, as you talked about. Yeah, before. that's yeah. right. That's the original one yeah. that I had on that board. Bigger, less bigger, stuff. bigger, less stuff. <laughs> it makes all space. the sense in the world. Yeah. But yeah. it, you know. Do you tweak it or usually just keep it right there? I usually keep it right there. I mean, some guitars I have to tweak it, like yeah. the Les Paul, I have to tweak it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I kind of found the Jerry thing. Yeah. And I don't want <laughs> yeah, right. to leave. Well, that's that, what I was thinking. It's like it's so dialed in and. If it accidentally moved, you're like, how do <laughs> yeah. I, where is I'm that? I'm done, the show's yeah. over. You know? yeah. if, I have any, if I have anything, that's right. Someone I can't move fix, my knob. I can't fix my wall back. It's done. Um, yeah, okay, after so. that is this uh, Keeley uh, Fat Mod. Okay. And it, you know, I kind of use it, really, I, if, I've, if I've got any pedal on, it's that one most yeah. of the time, you know. Just kind of as a boost. Yeah. Um, Killer. And uh, I, like I said, I kind of leave that on quite a bit. Sure. Um, and yeah, then, why would you turn it off? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, sounds it, so it great. makes it louder. Why would I turn right, that off? Right. You know? uh, and then I go into the sweet spot. Um, Who is that? Johnny Highland signature model from okay. Keeley. It does, you know, great yeah. overdrive pedal. Oh yeah. Um, and then I've got a rat thing, JHS. Uh, I don't know the name of that pedal, but it's it's basically all the rats. Yeah. You know, and I've got it on the uh, OG setting. I used to, when I. First started playing electric guitar, I just used that Les Paul and a uh, and a twin and a rat pedal. That was an old OG rat pedal. Oh yeah. And it uh, we opened a show for Peter Frampton one time, <laughs> and uh, it got rained on, and so the rat pedal was no no longer. Yeah. And I bought a bunch since then that didn't do it for me, you know. Yeah. And this one sounds like. I use that a lot, you know, if I'm playing any slides. Sure. That's great. Now, what what slide are you using? Uh, this one's just a. I think they're called Blues Bottle. Oh yeah, you know? sure. Is that Dunlop? I think so. And then I, I really like this. Uh, is this the Rich Robinson? I think it's a uh, okay. Diodario sure. Rich Robinson one. And it uh, for this guitar, it's kind of set up a little low. For this one, it's a little. Yeah. 
it sounds great. You know, I, I really know. like the brass. It's totally different sound. It is, and I yeah. use the brass a lot on acoustic, and then uh, glass for glass for electric. Yeah. And then I just got this uh, J Massis Big Muff. Ooh. Know, and it's. that huge yeah i like it man i, I have no need for that pedal yeah. nothing i play requires yeah. that but i like it and uh and then i go into this keely dark side uh, fuzz and then Danny Gatton sort yeah. of, you know, thing. Crazy. And then last is the Phase 90, Eddie Van Halen. I, I like the, the Van Halen one because it's got the script. Yeah. Thing. And it sounds, to me, it sounds more Waylon-y. Yeah. So that that's it, man. That's that's sort of the whole deal. Jeez, Trey, that's great, man. Hey, thank what, you. Very yeah, much, what man. a fun rundown. Hey, well, congrats. Love what you guys are doing. Well, thank you very much, man. I'm a big fan of the show, yeah, and, yeah. and appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, perfect. Okay, now we're with Rob Ikes. Rob, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Tell me about this instrument. Yeah, this is a Burl Resophonic guitar. Uh, Burl Murdoch is the builder, and he's kind of a new builder that I, I just kind of stumbled upon a few years ago. Um, I was teaching at a camp, and one of my students had one, and she was just learning to play, but I could tell it was a really a good guitar, you know? And so after the second day of camp, I was like, hey, can I try that guitar? She said, absolutely, and it was one of the best dobros I'd ever played. Huh. And so she put me in touch with him, and he was at the IBMA convention in Raleigh a few weeks later. So we met up there, and he had a booth set up and all his guitars, and I played them all, and I just just was really impressed. So we kind of been friends since then. He gave me a couple guitars, and uh, this after talking for a while, we kind of talked about doing a signature model, and so this is it. And um, wow. it's about a year old, I guess, um, but it's uh, yeah, hard rock maple, and um, that. Fretboard is his idea, the ebony and the curly maple. Total yin-yang thing. Yeah, right? yeah. And so that's really unique. And, um, you know, Dobros are kind of flashy anyway, just with Yo. the metal parts and stuff. So I don't I don't like really flashy guitars. But when he ran this idea by me, I said, yeah, let's go for it. Let's try it. And I love it now. So yeah. I'm really sold well, on it. It's actually, it's, it is a very kind of subtle. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beautiful, man. And, uh, but you know, when I played one of his guitars, what I look for is a response time, you know, sure. and you, when you play a really good dobro, it's just, it's in your face super fast. Yeah, and so this, you know, 
but it sounds great low and in the mid and up high. Uh, so it's kind of got everything I need. So it, uh, it's been really great. Just, just been really happy with it. Well, fabulous. So that is your signature and your number one, obviously. It is. This is my main axe, and I've got a pickup in it. So when we play live, I plug in. What pickup are you running? Um, I use the Fishman Nashville Rezo series. Oh, cool. um, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's a bridge pickup. And well, I'll plug it in later. We can hear what it sounds like. But it sounds like a Dobro, which this is probably the first pickup that's done that. You know, it's just, <laughs> right. uh, they just hadn't been able to get there yet. Yeah, it's a tough thing to reproduce. It is. It Usually usually most Dobro pickups, well, most pickups in general are too bright, you know, yeah. for us acoustic players. Sure. Um, but this one, it sounds like my guitar. So I'm really happy with it. Um, so yeah, so that's what I use when we play live. But um, So what strings and picks are you using? Yeah, these are Daddario Nickel Bronze, and Trey turned me on to these a few years ago. I use Phosphor Bronze forever, Daddario's. And these Nickel Bronze, they, they sound great and they last forever. I mean, I hardly ever change strings anymore, oh, um, which I like. Uh, but yeah, they're great. And gear-wise, uh, I've been using these blue chip thumb picks for quite a while now. Huh. It's a super hard plastic. Wow. And this guy's from Knoxville, and he just started going around to festivals and getting all the players turned on. He does flat picks also. Uh -huh. And uh, so I met him pretty early on, and he gave me one to test drive, and I just fell in love with it. And I used to go through a thumb pick every night. You know, two sets wow. would kill it. And these things last me two, three years, you know, so there's wow. no, no comparison. I mean, they're a little expensive, you know, but they are worth it. Um, and then finger picks, a guy in Ohio makes these, Bob Perry, these are gold plated um, and they're just awesome. They're kind of like the old nationals. Yeah. Um, they're real comfortable. And uh, so I've been using these for a long time. Do you bend the tips back at all? I don't. I think after playing a while, they get bent back naturally. But when yeah. I put them on, they're pretty straight. I think you get more volume and a little more high end when they're straighter like that. Huh. But yeah, some people push them up against the top of their fingers, yeah. you know. But, uh, but yeah, I, I leave them kind of straight. Yeah, yeah. And then this is a Shearhorn bar, and I've got some Shearhorn guitars. He's an amazing builder also. I played his guitars for 30 years before I ran into Burl. Um, but this is a Dobro slide, and as you see, it's very ergonomic. You know, your index finger goes in top, and um, it just sits in your hand really comfortably. A lot of pedal steel players have a round bar, yeah. and those just never made sense to me. You know, I don't know yeah. how they keep a grip on those. But this, it, it's kind of indented on the sides, so you can really get a grip on it, and um, you can do... You know, with these instruments, there's so much room for noise, right. you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you spend your whole life trying to get rid of that noise, you know, and being able to have a bar that fits your hand perfectly is, is worth a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. So I've been using these bars forever. They are awesome. Yeah. Stainless steel, just solid stainless steel. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, let's look at a couple more guitars and then circle back to pickups and yeah. to, uh, pedal boards and amps and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Sounds good. Well, I mentioned Tim Shearhorn, and this is uh, one of his guitars that I played forever. This is kind of like a Martin, you know. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Indian rosewood and uh, spruce top, and it's even got the nice herring bone inlay. Little 
warmer sounding. You know, right. I think the rosewood is a little warmer. Uh, but Tim Shearhorn uh, is amazing. He's semi-retired now, but he was kind of the Stradivarius of the Dobro. He brought a lot of different, you know, he used, Dobros used to be all plywood. Yeah. Uh, and he was the first guy to really start using some good solid woods, you know. And he also did some design things different um, on the inside. Instead of a tone ring, kind of like banjos, or there was a, like a solid ring in there. He put a sound post, more like a violin. Oh, wow. And so that just kind of lightened things up and let everything ring together, you know. Yeah. And he also does a little baffle in here that kind of helps force the sound out of these sound holes. Oh. And so he brought out the volume and the low end mm, of Dobro's wow. and just kind of took a little bit of the funk <laughs> yeah. out of Dobro's. What an innovative guy. Uh, he really changed the world, you know, yeah. as far as resonator guitars. And he just did great. I mean, he... How many guitars has he made? Um, I don't know, probably close to a thousand and did everything himself. I've got a bunch. <laughs> and I brought most of them here today. Yeah. He's made a thousand and I own 900 of them. Well, you know, and, and Tim started out probably in the late 80s uh -huh. and just word of mouth. He's never done a bit of advertising and he's just done great, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a kind of a small world, but when somebody starts doing something right, word gets out pretty fast. So um, his guitars are, are, are highly... Highly valuable these days, and um, and uh, they're just like I said. He's, I mean, just just really brought a lot of great things to to the instrument. How oh, cool! Okay, well, let's see another one. Yeah. Okay. So far, very cool. <laughs> Have you had any Dobros on your show yet? Is this yeah, the we first? Had, you know what? We had Jerry Douglas. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. Had, <laughs> Jerry's a great friend. Yeah. 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 yeah Jerry did one, and he uh, he's. He's got some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is another Burl guitar. I think this was the first one that I got from oh, him. Beautiful. And this is Curly Maple. Love the back on that. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think this is the one he gave me when we first met. Yeah, that arched back. Hear that nice mid-range, you yeah. know, it's really It's an open G chord, and this is the original Hawaiian tuning I found okay. out recently. You know, playing like this comes from Hawaii. Yeah. And um, and the open G tuning was what they used. The, the oh. first guy, like in the 1880s, uh, that, that was his tuning. So I just found that out recently. Uh. You know, I, I used to think it was uh, that the open chord like that can be a little limiting, but the more you play, you realize it's all on there. You know, right. it's just a matter of finding it. And I think on the dobro, when you realize that major is minor and minor is major, that's help. You know, like G. It's all relative. It's E minor, you know. Yeah. So if I want to play E minor, I can just play a big G chord, you know. Um, so kind of learning a little bit about, you know, what makes up these different chords makes this tuning. It, it's all there. You just yeah. got to find it. Do you ever use capos? I do, yes, yeah. yes. Um, they're great if you want to keep those open strings. Sure. You know, similar to like when banjo's capo, that's right. kind of when dobro's capo. Yeah. 
when we want those uh, those open string sounds. Yeah, because yeah. the open strings are... You gotta have them. Well, I always tell people playing dobro is like playing guitar with one finger on your left <laughs> hand. You know, so we need all the help that we can get. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll definitely use capos for sure. Um, and uh, but yeah, yeah. So this, I think this was my first burl. Beautiful. Yeah, and the cone that he uses is the Beard Legend cone, and. Um, it's a spun cone, and it's named after Mike Aldridge, who was one of the greats on the instrument. Mm. And so it's got a really sweet tone, and it's an aluminum alloy, I believe, on the inside. Um, but yeah, that's that's what Burl uses for for most of his guitars. I think is the Beard Legend. Great. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Cool. Uh, let me get this old one out here. Yeah, let's see that old friend. I've had this one a few years. Um, actually found this at a music store a friend of mine owns outside of Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, and it's from the 30s. And, um, you know, speaking of cones, this has a stamped cone. Like, you can look and you can see see the stamp lines in there. Oh, wow. Um, and this has a funkier. That's plywood body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit uh, garbage can yeah. in a good way. It's a good yeah. garbage can. Uh, but... So I'll use it on sessions if I want a little trashier sound, or like sure. now it's in an open D tuning, I think, like a lower tuning. Uh, but you know, I said earlier how we spend our whole lives on the dobro trying to get rid of that bar noise, yeah. but sometimes it's nice to have some bar noise, you know, give sure. it a little grit, you know, like Sun House or yeah. Blind Willie Johnson was oh. one of my favorites, you know. And he played with a pocket knife. I think he played this style more like bottleneck, you know. Really? But, uh, you know, very important dude. And I love that. kind of drop thumb stuff so and hip, uh, so yeah so this just automatically as soon as you hear it uh, kind of makes you play different you know sure. and there's different colors you know and so when I have a session I mean I'll take usually I take that one and I'll put that one in a lower tuning yeah. and then I bring one of these funky kind of Hawaiian guitars oh. uh, we can well, go let's, yeah, let's yeah bring the funk. dig let's into that <laughs> Montgomery oh. Ward Oh, how great. 1927, so it's 95 years old. And this was my grandpa's guitar that he bought from Montgomery Ward. Really? And uh, he was a fiddle player mainly, but he played some guitar. And um, I just went home, that was a long time ago, and I was looking for a guitar to turn into a slide, you know. Yeah. And I knew my mom had some of my grandpa's guitars up in the attic. And so I found a couple, and this one just spoke to me right out of the box, man. Oh, it's yeah. like it had that funk, that funk times <laughs> 10, you know. Uh,
and it's fun, you know, sometimes Trey and I will do some Jimmy Rogers stuff, and oh, it's fun. just perfect for that, because that's kind of... cool so and i love this fretboard i don't know what they were doing right <laughs> but uh gold sparkly yeah whatever. i've never seen another one like that uh but i've got some cool signatures trey and i've been working with taj mahal a lot lately so i got him to sign it and then merle haggard wow. came to town and did a bluegrass album oh, in great. 06 that i played on and so i got his signature on the back oh, that's, so that's this great. and i played it I think, yeah, I've played it with, with both those guys on their records, yeah. Um, oh, cool. So this is one I like to, so I take this to a lot of sessions in case they need, you know, that funky kind of dirt road kind sure. of sound or like a Hawaiian thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but, oh. and actually I play this one a lot. This last couple of years, this is kind of what I mainly play around the house. That's so cool that it was your grandfather. Yeah. Right? Like meant yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah, and I got a picture of him. He was from North Dakota. I'm from California, but he grew up on a farm in North Dakota. And there's a great picture of him, you know, holding this with his brothers. They're all playing. And Order from the catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so anyway, so this one's very, very special to me. So I take it, um, you know, I take it to most sessions. Um, just just has a certain character that, that sometimes fits a song perfectly, you know. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so 1927. So I love that. And now this next one is... Um, kind of a more modern version of that. And this is a Wayne Henderson guitar. Do you know Wayne Henderson? Uh, I, I don't know. He's a very famous acoustic guitar builder. And yeah, this I... is the first slide that he's made. Oh, wow. And I tell just do what you do, but raise the action a little bit here at the nut. And um, wow. so it's louder yeah. than that one, you know. And, and actually, I've been playing this one a lot. And uh, I played this on, if I can drop a name, played on Willie Nelson Bluegrass oh. album yesterday. And uh, oh, really? brought this one because I've been playing, I took it out when I was thinking about what guitars to bring today. Yeah. I got this out of the case because I really haven't played it that much. And it's so freaking loud. It just blew my mind. So I was like, I'm going to start playing this one. Uh, but yeah, I usually keep these ones in a lower tuning. You know, I think this is open F. If it has a round neck, I don't like to tune it up all the way just to keep that tension down so sure. it doesn't snap, you know. Um, but... But again, for that Hawaiian, you know... So this one gets to your ear <laughs> very yeah. quickly like the burl does. It's just very... It's really a sweet sounding guitar. So yeah. yeah, yeah, but Wayne is great. 
There's a book about him called Clapton's Guitar. You know what? Your bandmate. Uh, okay. Yeah, because he's got a Henderson, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, he's got a couple of them. I've never heard of the Biltmore. Yeah, Bill. check yeah. him out, man. Yeah, because Eric yeah. Clapton wanted one. Yeah. And, uh, and Wayne said, well, I'll have to put you on the list. You know, it's quite a waiting list. <laughs> I had no idea yeah. who Eric was. I don't think. He, he lives out in the sticks out in Southern Virginia. Hmm. And, um, but uh, eventually made a couple for Clapton and then Cla they auctioned one off at a charity. Um, but yeah, check out Wayne Henderson, man. He's, he's pretty famous in the acoustic guitar world. But yeah, this is a killer. Love Beautiful. It. Okay, so when you're playing acoustic, you've got uh, a. Let's talk about your live rig. For yeah. Acoustic. Yeah. Um, your pedal board, all that yeah. jazz. Yeah, so when we play live, you know, we usually plug in, and I've got just a little pedal board here with a few effects. Um, sure. And I, so I've got this Fishman uh, Nashville Series Rezo pickup. It's a bridge pickup. And then I go into the Fishman um, Spectrum, which is, uh, it uses the Aura system, yeah. which that's really what makes it sound like a good Dobro. I mean, the pickup sounds pretty good by itself, but when you, uh, you know, yeah. it does, it's pretty warm. So that means a lot, you know, because so many times you get on stage or, you know, I tried other pickups and they just didn't sound like a dobro, yeah. you know, they usually sounded way too bright. So this is nice. So, um, so that's basically, and I'm running everything pretty flat. And uh, the other nice thing about the Spectrum is it has some anti-feedback things going on where uh, you just step on this button here and it'll pull the tones and it saves three tones. Wow. So a lot of times I'll just set it at home because this guitar, there's a certain frequencies that are going to feed back first, sure. you know, so I've just got those out of the equation yeah. already. So that's nice um, for live. And then I've got a, um, uh, let's see, you got a nice uh, reverb pedal here. And this delay pedal, this was my brother's. I probably oh, had this. Oh, Since great. the 80s, uh, but Perfect. but some stuff that Trey and I do is kind of shredding, you know, yeah. and so I like that effect because it makes it sound more like a, an electric guitar. Yeah. Just a little bit of delay. I don't know how. It's a little bit of a Sun Records kind of thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, it almost sounds like a like a room mic placed way back. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't. I use it more just to widen the signal yeah. as instead of really delay, you know, sure. a slap back or anything like that. So I'll use that on some just a few songs, you sure. know, if I want that little bit of that sound. And then this is um, phase shifter. You got to have phase shifter on gotcha. Dobro. <laughs> It's funny, you know, all these pedals, I started using them with lap steel first. Yeah. And then when Trey and I started plugging in, I was like, well, I'm going to try some of this stuff on the Dobro, you know, and it actually works great. I mean, I love, you're familiar with Buddy Emmons? Oh, yeah, of course. One of my heroes, you know, and he did those great records with Danny Gatton, you yeah. know, Redneck Jazz Explosion. Yeah. And sometimes he would put a phase shifter on his pedal steel. And it just tickled me, you oh, know, I just great. loved it. So that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to impersonate there some, yeah. some Buddy Evans um, sounds. But, uh, 
But yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of my main rig, and I, I like it. You know, I mean, I'll throw a chorus on there, throw some other pedals in there sometimes, but. I like to keep it lean and mean, you know, yeah. when we're traveling. So, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of my, my, my live rig right there. Well, that's the perfect transition plugging in. Let's talk about your, uh, your electric rig. Yeah, you bet. Okay, now we're in electric land. What do you got there? Well, this, I'm really excited about this. This is a pretty new uh, acquisition for yeah. me. Um, and uh, this is what we call a frying pan. And it's one of the first electric instruments. And so the first electric guitar was a lap steel, Rickenbacker. And that was in 1931. And this one was made in 1932. So it's wow. one of the first ones. Pretty historic, really. And the thing is, is it sounds amazing, you know. Right. And it's like, it just cracks me up how they nailed it right out of the bat. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just sounds fat like a lap steel. I mean, like God. a pedal steel. You know, it's surprisingly warm too. There, there's not a tone control, right? Just volume? It is tone. It's is funny. It has, it's a combination of tone and volume. And as huh. you move to the right, it gets brighter and louder. Huh. And as you move to the left, it gets quieter. Yeah, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I found a sweet spot. And, and uh, so yeah. God, um, that is great. But yeah, it's I mean. It's just aluminum. Just, it's aluminum. just one chunk of it aluminum. It cracks me up because it just looks like somebody who, it looks like a plumber built it or you yeah, know what i mean like it, right. it doesn't it's not very artistic yeah. um it, it looks very i don't know handy is the word um but of course you know that's why they call it a it, frying pan yeah it looks like sci-fi from the 60s yeah <laughs> it's like a spaceship <laughs> but uh but yeah yeah so this is just and i like it because it kind of plays like a dobro some yeah. lap steels have narrow nor, narrow string spacing yeah and uh this just Feels like a dobro, and the uh, it kind of looks like it might be hard to, but it's it, to me it's very easy. You know, it just feels very natural. I don't have to really change anything that I'm doing. Right, um, and, and that aluminum neck that is not that'll take all the pressure in the world. Yes, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got a great clean sound, and uh, yeah. talking about electric so take a second to talk about your amp and your pedal board too yeah you bet um so i've just got you know some distortion this is a keely fat mod pedal yeah again face shifter gotta have it sure gotta have it <laughs> and this is just a reverb pedal but i just use usually use the 
the reverb in the amp. Um, but yeah, that's a Milkman amp, and I just got that recently, and I love it. It just sounds so fat. Sounds great. Very Princeton-y. Yeah, yeah. And when I uh, was checking out this lap steel, so I bought this from a friend of mine out in California, and he we were playing out there a few months ago, and he brought it to the show. And uh, he brought a few lap steels he was yeah. selling. And um, I was like, yes, I definitely want that. And it sounded so great with the amp. And when I got home, I just kept thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, how much for the amp, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So it's just a great combination, you know? God, they are great. Yeah. And then I also got this uh, old Fender Champ from the same guy. And that's kind of a new acquisition also. So is this? That's truly... a 50s. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, that's great. Yeah, and that's a really rocking amp. And then that other one is a Rickenbacker, and that was actually my brother's. He gave that to me. And really? that's probably just a little bit younger than the steel. So that that was the combination that people played. You know, that's what you played these through, you yeah. know, back in the day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it just blows my mind how they just hit it out of the park with this yeah. first pickup, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so cool that wraparound that they yeah that they they use in their bases and whatever yeah and, right but not with that kind of success it really really works on that yeah yeah, yeah. um so that's that and i got a couple other last yeah, deals let's see, here let's, yeah let's try another one of these yeah that is great oh man i love this thing yeah, do you, know, you know, probably know who Jerry Bird was, right? Yes, yeah, yes. there's some great YouTubes of yeah. him playing one of those oh, really? and just making it sing, you know. Oh, love that little guy. Yeah. This is an old Rickenbacker also. Um, got this from a guy who was friends with Buddy Emmons. Um, okay, so what is the story on this thing? Like, what vintage would it be? I'm thinking 30s. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, when Trey and I started playing together, you know, that's really when I started playing more electric. I've always played a little bit of lap steel, but been doing more. So I've kind of been searching, you know, sure. and each one has pluses and minuses, you know. And um, one of the things, I loved how this sounded, but one of the things I didn't like is that I couldn't see the frets. Right. <laughs> and so oh. I did this. And uh, just sort of. That's a great idea. Because, or you can at home, but then you get to the show and you're on With stage and it's like the frets just disappear. So. Um, so, so what did you use? Just like a, a bright red. Paint yeah, I'm wondering, maybe even Joe Glazer did this for me. I can't remember. Because um, he did set it up a little bit when I first got it. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, just tape, I think. Yeah. Well, you're not going to miss those. Things. No, no. <laughs> uh, uh. But this has a very fat, you know, it sounds like a, like a lap steel. Yeah.
this one just feels good too. It feels like a dobro, you know, a little shorter killer. neck scale, but uh, I love how it sounds, man. It's just really, really a killer guitar. So this is, yeah, probably a '30s Rickenbacker. That's true. So it's just an alu an, a hollow yeah, aluminum it's body. Hollow. It's yeah. all neck. Yeah. It's basically wow. That's great. Yeah. And then this next one I got is Bakelite, um, which okay. was uh, like the first plastic, you know. Yeah. And this is one, a lot of people call this a panda. You'll see why. I feel how oh, heavy sure. that is, man. <laughs> wow. And this is another one that I loved how it sounds yeah. and it plays great. I, I am shocked at how heavy that is. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is this Bakelite, it doesn't hold tune very well. And so like I'd be... So two strikes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's really heavy. This is great if you don't leave the house. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love this. Um, you know the uh, girl from Larkin Poe? Uh, yeah, uh, Megan, right? Megan, yeah, right. yeah. She's got one. And she's put a weird thing on it to hold it up. So she can play standing up. But I had no idea it was so heavy. Yeah. This is yeah. gonna be really heavy. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, uh Yeah, oh, okay. uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is what Jerry Bird played a lot too, back in the day. But you know, like I love this. But then we'd get to the gig and sound check; it's all good. And then I'd walk out for the show, and it'd just be way out of tune. And I remember even reading something online where Jerry Bird talked about that, where that's why he quit using those because really? um, they they just didn't hold their tune, you know. Uh, but this is a killer guitar, and I think David Lindley played one of these on Running On, you know, the Jackson oh, yeah, Brown yeah, yeah, hit. Yeah. yeah, I think that he played one of these guitars. But this is probably 30s also. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they just kind of hit it out of the park early on God, as far as pickups great. go, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah. So all of you, so they're all, all Ricks, so you're... you're, you're I guess so. They are, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got some others too. Yeah. I've got some nationals. Oh, and, sure. Uh, yeah, but, but this point, I'm sure you have two of everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because on Dobros, I don't like old Dobros as much. You know, they just don't have the sound yeah. that some of the newer builders are doing. So I'm not, haven't been a big collector. But then when I got into lap steels, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah okay, this is what I'm gonna waste right. my money on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've got a bunch more of these things. But yeah, these are the ones I wanted to bring today. God, so um, fabulous. Well, it's well, fun. Rob, I'm so glad you made it today. It was great meeting you and great hearing you guys play, man. Hey, man, yeah. we had a blast. This was fun. I saw stuff today that I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> my own stuff. So it was really fun. Great. Okay, y'all. Till next time.
Thank you.